You're listening to Post Dramatic Stress, hosted by Charlotte D. A weekly podcast to connect creatives and communicate about the highs, lows, and laughs of being in a creative industry. Hello and welcome to Post Dramatic Stress Episode 3. Today I am here with two very special guests, Isabella Jacqueline and Luke McIntosh. Hi guys, how are you going? Hey, how's it going? My good. Good. Um, today we're going to be talking about a few things. Uh, we may go a little bit off track, but our intention is to talk about, um, basically, I, I've, I've made a general theme of, you know, when all you hear is no, because I feel like in this industry that happens to us a lot. Um, whether you're an actor or just generally a creative person working on projects. So I thought that would be an interesting theme. And underneath that, um, you know, the perception about age in creative work matters, um, landing creative work no matter what stage you're at in your journey, whether it be age, experience, um, and talking about finding your creative drive to pursue projects when you feel like all you're hearing is no. So those are some of the things we're going to talk about today. But first of all, I'd love to talk about my guests, my lovely guests. So uh, the things I know about Isabella, or Bella as she prefers, um, is that you're an actress and a writer. Uh, you are well known for being in The Decadent and the Depraved in 2018, which is a short, short film. That's a feature film. It's a feature film, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Love at First Sight and Christine and don't whisper, we, <laughs> we can't hear you. <laughs> that's so fine. That's perfect. Everyone knows everyone, which is everyone does. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, and Isabella, you have, from what I read while stalking you, over 25 <laughs> short film credits so far to your name. And I think the most thing that's uh, interesting to me is that you also have started a production company called Other Side Films. Wow. Yeah, that is amazing. And you are 18. Yep. And the films that we've done, we did four within, I think it was six months. And I was 17 when we did all of those. So. That would you were just nailing life and making me feel very bad about myself as a human being. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. I think that's that's phenomenal. And uh, Luke contacted us to be on the podcast um, because we were talking about you know this perception that to be a good actor you have to be older and the difficulty in getting into work when you're first starting out and the pros and cons of sort of starting out at a younger age. Um, so Luke is an actor and he's into short film, musical theatre, but at the moment he's really trying to break in yeah. and so I just thought it would be amazing for the two of you to get together um, and just talk real chat about how that feels and what's that what, what that's like and maybe we can share some experience to help or maybe people listening can after this share some experience and we can all just chat about ugh, the ugh <laughs> of hearing no and um, feeling judged on your age or experience um, so welcome Luke as well thank you <laughs> Um, guys, can you tell me a little bit about yourselves in your own words and what makes you want to be creative? Well, um, I found that I've been wanting to act from when I was very young and then I trained at Perth Film School, then I kept training. And I just found that as a society, we're very one-dimensional in our view of everything. 
and I believe that there isn't black and whites, it's always grey areas. So I'm very passionate about like telling other sides of stories yeah. and helping people to be a little bit less narrow-minded. And I think as creatives, we're in like the perfect position to do that if we exploit that opportunity. So yeah. I'm just really passionate about that. Cool. What about you, Luke? Why do you feel like you need to create? I just think there's a, like a big focus on like academics sort of pathways and like people are always like focused on like the schooling and everything, which they should obviously but um there needs to be more of like an like an area to express in other ways like in creative art and stuff like that so you can like you know give off a better more like individual person that you are you know everyone's different so like yeah. you should be able to express that yeah, instead of just going down that same path where everybody yeah. studies, everybody yeah. focuses, no one's allowed to say anything different than the norm. Everyone's exactly. like, yeah, I, I so agree with you. And I think it's good that you know that at a young age because I think for so many people who want to be creative, maybe not so much uh, people that are being born now, but I feel like it, it does still happen. But for, for people maybe my age, in their <laughs> 30s, um, you know, it, it was just follow that path, yeah. you know, often. And to do anything else was just so frowned upon. And it was like crazy because like yeah. it's so like rare I guess but now it's like you, there's more like light on it I guess. Yeah more and more freedom of expression I think. Yeah. Like we're, we're so able to reach people as well now with you know better technology and mm-hmm. YouTube and Instagram and. I feel like society is now being pushed to make something of themselves and be unique instead of yeah. fitting into that yeah. box. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Very excited. Um, okay, well, let's start talking a little bit about the perception, the perception that age in creative work matters. Um, just initially, what are your thoughts on that? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no? Like, I mean, obviously it does, you know, if you're going for an audition and it's like asking for a 20-year-old and you're like 15, obviously that's what it's going to matter. But um, no, other than that, I don't think it does because some... You know, some people might have trained for 10 years, but it doesn't mean, you know, that they trained well, or someone might have trained for, like, a year, but that doesn't mean that they didn't already, like, have, like, natural ability, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think people are able to express themselves at any age, regardless of, like you say, Mm -hmm. their training. That doesn't mean that they don't still have something valuable creatively to say. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Belle? I think a lot of the time younger people also have a more fresh and unblinked perspective on what they want to say. As we get older, we get more and more streamlined into give people what they want. Yes. And I think young people can be really unique in their outlook. So I think in a way they have an advantage, but not in contacts, um, because yeah. the older you get, you can yeah. have more contacts. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that is where it does matter. And a lot of times people, when they're young, they're like, oh, I want to be a star. And yeah, well, that's not cool and I think that doesn't help anyone but if you really have that passion um, I think being young can be an advantage because not many people pursue what they want young so if you do that's that's good yeah I think it's it's, you know handy when because obviously lots of people find out what they want to do later on and I think every kid has that phase of like oh I want to be a singer I want to be a dancer I want to be an actor blah 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 Um, but Again, like it's a phase for most kids, I think. And then, so when you get like a little bit older than that, then you actually realise you want to do it, so you actually start pursuing it. And so, yeah, you can get a start at a younger age, but it's still hard to get that start. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. 
do you think do you think it is just a phase or do you think do you think we are just as humans creative and it kind of gets stamped out of you along the way or do you think it's like you know the phase is those ones that just want to do it because they're famous and then that fades away or do you think maybe it's both what do you think i think a lot of kids would have that and be like i want to be famous and all this stuff yeah um which obviously if that's the goal then just stop right now because <laughs> yeah. like you know like that um, everyone wants to be a star so i realize what it takes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um it's hard work but yeah i think you're right about the because kids you know born with they're like I think everyone as a little kid did like the performances for their parents or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, maybe it does get, you know, stamped out at some stage. Yeah, I think it does a little bit. In my experience it did. Like, you know, it's just not celebrated as, as much if it's not going to maybe make you any money. Mm. I don't know if that's part of the problem or if it just, maybe you just become part of the, the swirling chain of other people who are older than you that have had the same thing happen to them. I don't know. I don't I know. I think a lot of the time also it's people in the older generations that maybe were more creative and were like, I can do this, and then they got yeah. stamped out, or they failed, fell flat on their faces, didn't have the degrees, yeah. and were like, help, and then had to bring us all into the world from a struggling point, yeah. worked so hard to get there, they're like, you will not make the same mistakes that we made, yeah. but this is another world now. Yeah. It's 2019, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, it's more attainable, more accessible, more... It yeah, is. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Um, I suppose still talking about age and creative work, have you guys had any experience where you feel like you've been shut down because of your age? Or have you had... I have, actually. <laughs> okay. Legit. I have. I went for an audition. It was only a student film. And they wanted someone to play 16. But they wanted someone who didn't have restrictions on their time. Obviously, at this time I had school, so it only be like weekends. I could miss like a day or whatever. But I ended up getting the, I brought the role into another person because they were like eighteen out of school. So right. I was like, sick. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that would happen a lot because they've got their constraints yeah, yeah. in time and yeah. stuff. But maybe that's something you know as, as a creative industry we should start to think about so that people can have more opportunities and play like actual ages and mm-hmm. yeah get oh. that experience like how do you get the experience if you when 18 year old they cast 18 plus to play younger it's like <laughs> I get that they have like time and stuff but it's also our life experience they believe that people yeah. have more experience more to draw on yeah but I have found actually going onto sets if I booked a role and well, especially when I was now I'm 18 but when I was more like 14 to 17, especially around 15, 16, I felt it. Um, I would have an idea about something. I'd be like, I don't feel like this is correct. Mm-hmm. I'd question them about it. And they'd be like, basically, shut up. What do you know? You're a baby. Do what you're told. And I got to a stage where I stopped saying how old I was. Um, all of my friends thought I was about 23. I always looked older. And then when I turned 18, I was like, hang on a minute. What am I doing? Yeah. So basically I said on my Instagram, hey, I'm 18. And I got all these messages like, what? But I think the thing was, um, yeah, I felt that I couldn't be myself my own age yeah. because people immediately judged and wouldn't listen when yeah. you do feel like you have something to say. Yeah, it's so, so disappointing, isn't it, that people don't at least assess the situation first because there are 14-year-olds that 
have had so much happen to them in their lives already and they do have a lot of experience to share. And then of course it is sometimes true that you know, someone's yeah. lived just this lovely life and nothing's really happened to them yet. So they're not yeah. going to bring much to a creative project if we're talking about acting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it would definitely be nice if that was assessed beforehand. I don't know how you would. I mean, you can't just ask it. <laughs> what, what, what painful things have you been through? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, what about in other areas of, of life creatively? Do you think age matters or have you had any other experiences where you felt like hindered or maybe, as you were saying before, actually it was a benefit because you had a new vision that other people didn't have? Yeah, I think when you're younger in like creative ways, you think differently, mm -hmm. you know, because you have, I don't know, when you're younger, especially at a really young age, you can like, you know, you don't really like process what goes in your brain, it just like is in there and you can just like ping it out, you know? Like the judgment isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, you have, yeah. so you can just like express like, you know, and then yeah. when you get older and you like, you know, grow up into society and all that stuff, then you realise the like expectations, the like values and like what people see of you and everything. So Yeah, I think you can keep that. I think that's the challenge because I think that's something I'm thinking about at the moment, and I'm in my 30s, as I said. Um, but if you can remove that judgment, I think that's a, mm. that is the issue for most mm. creative people, no matter what your age is. I think it's easier f from hearing you guys when you're younger for some reason. But when you're older, if you can manage to not censor your ideas, you get so much further, whether you're writing, painting, anything. I feel like sometimes the first thing we do, sometimes it doesn't even get that far. You have a wonderful idea in your mind, and straight away you hear that, oh yeah, but that's gonna be crap. Start judging it. Yeah, straight away. And I think maybe maybe age doesn't matter. Maybe it's the filter that matters. Maybe like youth brings this wonderful, hopefully, experience of you just haven't had so many knockbacks and judgments yet. So maybe that's why the creative vision is still more free. Whereas as you get older, like you say, you have more and more things happen to you in society and more and more people saying, oh, that's crap, you know, more and more, like, it's not always, there are positive experiences as well, yeah. but I think if you can keep that youthful nativity of your own and remove the judgment, maybe, mm -hmm. that's something interesting. Because as you start getting older, you stop caring about how you feel and what you think and basically yes. all that yourself and it starts being all about everyone else. Yeah. It's like, what do they think about me, not yeah. what do I think about me? So that's something I'm working on at the moment for yeah. myself. Mm -hmm. Just, you have to bring it all back down to yourself because people treat you the way you treat yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Whatever you're putting out that's coming exactly. straight back. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, what about um, if we move on a little bit and talk about, you know, hearing no, we've talked about age and whether or not it can make you uh, be hindered or, or like you say, maybe be a benefit, but what about creative work and managing to land creative work, no matter where you are at in your journey, whether it be age, whether it be experience, what are your experiences in that? Do you find it easy to get work? Do you find it really hard to get creative work? What, what, how is it for you? Uh, I'd say... You go first. <laughs> Okay, it's not so much age, it's Perth, um, we're based okay. in yeah. not the best spot, yeah. um, and not a lot comes along. That can be seen as a huge hindrance, because people go, well I'm sitting there, I've booked an agent, look at me, I've filmed a bunch of showreel scenes, here's my CV, I'm happily sitting here waiting for the big job to come. Yeah. Fortunately in Perth, that is never going to happen. So 
So the good thing is only people that are really keen make it from Perth because they're the only ones that will be proactive. Um, yeah. In Perth, we have another huge benefit. Not a lot comes out of here. Yes. So the second yes. you start making your own stuff, making stuff come out of here, everyone hears about you. Perth is a tiny, tiny industry. Yeah. And I've just found that really putting myself out there, I'm, I am, I'm booking work, I'm making my own stuff, it's winning awards, people now know about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I was in Sydney or LA or London, I would have to be doing way more yeah. to even have a foot yeah. 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 So I, I think there's an advantage here. I love that. It, in the disadvantage. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the way you look at that. I think that's an amazing way, way to approach it because I think you're right that we've got such an opportunity here. Like, yeah. and, and what an opportunity to make Perth something great because we've still got, it's almost like we're still so new. We've got that chance to put, put our own like quirky little Perth stamp on mm-hmm. things, like what work is coming out of here. And I think the more people that do what you do, the more people will, which on one hand is probably going to be it's competition that'll be great because if we can be yeah. known as a little city that's doing great stuff, yes. we've got so many staff creatives here, and if more people stop saying I can't, I aren't, and started doing it, we yeah. can have some phenomenal content because there's yeah. a lot of yeah, there's people a lot of things being made in now. Like in Albany, there's like itch is getting made now, yes. and pages for happiness, I think, and all the feature films that were made yeah. here, dirt music, yeah, yeah. go karts, yes, um, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's good, you know, it gives like a like a bit of a mark on WA, you know, and if those things come out and they're good, then it's like, you know, positive for us as creatives and our work, you know. But the downside is they are bringing Sydney casting Yes, yes, they are. Uh, so they're kind of stealing our time. <laughs> I think that's a tricky one because sometimes when you've got a creative project, no matter what it is, people, like we were talking about before, people want to know it. They want to judge it before they've even seen it. So I think that's why they do that because these people are well known and they're like, well, you know, the the, the judgy people will look at it and go, oh, I know that person. He's all right. So it will be all right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's unfortunate. Because it makes it harder for new people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that we need to prove ourselves as people that you're willing to take a bet on. And if we can do that as a collective industry, yeah. as an industry, we will start garnering more work. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Luke, what do you think? Sorry, I feel like we... we <laughs> we're going to hear something from you as well. And we got really excited about what we were saying. Have you had any experience? Um... With learning creative work with age, yeah, or just generally, how do you how do you feel about landing work? Is it hard? Is it great? Is it what's happening for you? So, I feel like it like it changes. It varies. Um, some periods, obviously, because I'm obviously looking for roles that are like between probably like fourteen and like seventeen. Um, I can like only you know go within those and can't play like you know older and way younger, obviously. Um. So, and I feel like because in Perth, there's like not a lot of stuff happening, um, then obviously that's where it's good for like self-tapes and stuff. Like that's so good that that's like a thing now and you can like tape yourself, send it off to like Sydney people or like overseas and stuff. Yeah. And then that way you can still like get work outside of Perth. But in Perth, um, just keep up busy work. Um, it can be hard, but... Recently, actually, it's been fairly good on, like, you know, like, the public, like, websites and things like Star Now and, like, all that. Um, yeah, it's not been too bad at the moment. 
Yeah. <laughs> Talking about when you do feel like, I know you've just said at the moment it's not, not bad, but sometimes, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's very dry. Sometimes <laughs> all you hear is no, yeah. and you feel like, you know, whether or not you're an actor or someone, you know, creating artwork or music or whatever it is, you put your work out there and it's judged, or you, you go for auditions and it's no, or, you know, you want to work with people and it just doesn't happen. What's your experience in, in like your world of no and how, how does that make you feel and what do you do to combat those feelings? <laughs> I think originally when you hear the no, it's always like, oh, like it, it, you know, it impacts you, you're like, you know, damn, like I actually like, if you wanted it, then it's going to like, you're going to feel something. Yeah. Um, but I think when you're repeatedly told no, obviously some people like crumble under that, but I think personally, it makes me want it more because it's like now I can prove them wrong and you know show them that I actually you know can you know yeah yeah you can you've got something yeah. to show yeah. yeah what about you well I definitely think there is something to be said as using your haters as fuel um, and even when you're doing well there are people tall poppy syndrome I yeah. find that when I'm doing well I suffer from depression quite frequently and when I'm actually seemingly doing well, that is usually when I'm at my worst because everyone around you starts treating you very differently. Mm. But when you aren't doing so well, um, sure, you go through patches where it's like, well, why am I doing this? Because obviously I'm not that great. Um, especially if you don't book something, you know you booked it. You know, yeah. you can yeah. But everyone does have something different to offer. Yeah. So I find, I feel like, I don't try to snap myself out of it, just let myself, I feel like I'm a bob. Yeah. You know, you get dunked under by the waves and then you just bob back up. <laughs> yeah. That's very important. And you go, okay, accept the criticism, do better next time. Mm -hmm. And it's just a question of also letting go and knowing maybe this wasn't my ability. Mm -hmm. Maybe I just wasn't right for that part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, any kind of creative uh, work is a form of art, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what it is. And sometimes, it's just not the right flavor that someone's looking for or sometimes yeah. art is disliked and I think it's oh that's okay because I think I, I've started thinking of it is you know you might look at a painting and it might make you feel really angry or it might make you feel great or you might hate it or whatever it is some some message that someone's saying but it's still a form of art and you're still making someone feel something even mm -hmm. if it's not what they like. Mm -hmm. And I think if we maybe realign our perceptions a little bit about the nose, um, I think maybe that's where the healthy part of managing that lays, that like you say, you're just not right for that vision. Yeah. And that's okay. And like someone else, like with the art, if they feel angry, someone else might come and look at it and be like, I feel great, you know, like that makes me happy. Yeah. So like, as well, in like an audition or something, it, it might not always be your talent, but you might not like physically look like what they wanted it to look like, which is like bad, but like that's what they need, so yeah. 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 It's like uh, the director's a painter and yeah. he's got all the different paints. Yeah. And he needs to make sure that he can't have all blues. Yeah. Even if they're all the best actors yeah. with the best look, yeah. they're not going to look very dynamic or be very dynamic on screen together. Mm -hmm. You don't yeah. know who else is cast. Yeah. It's got to be a nice rainbow, if yeah. you like, you know? And if yeah. it's not, it's going to be a film that's going to go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're going to obviously want to, like, make sure they get their vision on screen and then other people can interpret how they want. Exactly. So. Mm. Exactly. 
Something I think is important when you do feel like you're hearing no and you're in those stages where you're a little bob and you're under the waves, <laughs> um, I really like that, um, is I think keeping your drive alive and if possible, like we were talking about before, creating your own work. And in particular, Belle, I really like your experience in that and you know, you've not only gone out there and just made sure you, that you could be in as much work as possible and networked, but you've created your own um, production company. C could you tell us a little bit about why you did that and what that's like for you and what your experiences have been? And Sure. So, um, as I mentioned before, I'm very passionate about telling the other side of the story. And I was, I was doing film reviewing for about a year. Um, and I was watching, and it was always the same, you know, it was showing the same side to everything. And I was thinking, is it impacting someone if you're reinforcing their existing opinion um, instead of mm. tricking them, if you like, into <laughs> acknowledging another point of view? Mm. And so I was always passionate about that, but I didn't think at 17 that I could ever make anything because mm. for so many years I've been writing and I've written smart people's stuff and either it gets made and I've got no credit or they just sort of shut it off. And then actually I caught up with, you know how we mentioned Andrew yeah, yeah. Who's the star of Love at First Sight, I caught up with her and she was having a little bit of a creative low as well. And i got to say, I think she's probably one of the most phenomenal actresses I've ever met. And I was like, well, this just doesn't do it. I'm going to write you something. <laughs> so... I wrote down this script, Love at First Sight, and I think it took me half an hour to write the first draft. Um, and I had a few other friends who were also, at that time, not really doing much. And I basically said, hey guys, we're going to do this one. And for some reason, I had a great friend called Alex Lorian, and he was a cinematographer producer, so we co-did it. And I wasn't going to do a production company, I was just doing this one shot for Andrea, and I was halfway through and I was like, I love directing. <laughs> then we were in the editing room and he was like, do we want this under my production company or do we want a co-production company because you've kind of done everything. And then I was like, oh, so I put other side films, other side of the story. Yeah. And then got that one out there. It just started winning everything. Everything we were entering in it, it was winning. And I was loving it so much. So I was like, I'm going to do another one. <laughs> and then it just kept going from there. And I didn't look back, really. What a great first experience to not only do that, but then win mm. awards as well. Like I that's, put that down to my team, they were phenomenal. But that's such a, that's such a great thing because that's going to spur you on to do more. But let's say that didn't happen. Let's say you did all that and you've got really terrible reviews and everyone was like, that's terrible. Would you still have kept going? I like, think so. Yeah. Um, because once I was on that set directing, I suddenly realised that that was something that I was just very passionate about because I've been acting for so many years, watched so many coaches and directors, yeah. it was pretty easy for me and I was acting a supporting role in that film and suddenly I was realising when I was acting I was not enjoying that half as much as actually being, as an actor you're telling one part of the story, as a director you're looking at a full story Yeah. and yeah I just, I love being able to do that. Yeah. So. Very cool. I think, um, you know, when we're talking about our creative drive, we were talking about this a little bit last week, there's always a really big undercurrent of why. There's always a why under there. There's always this need like for you to express all these parts of the story. And I think 
um, knowing that and having a clear message, well, this is what I think, tell me, tell me what you think, um, you know, knowing your clear message and what you want is going to help you get work and land work and create your own work. So I think this whole idea of, you know, there being a world of no, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Um, because like we were talking about, there's so much more options today where you can get yourself seen even though we're in Perth you can get yourself seen you can create work you can create a production company <laughs> at age 18 you can you know there's so much you can do what do you guys think about that do you think it, you need a strong why do you think you can create your own work does that what tell me what do you think well yeah I think that's crazy you made your own life production company because you obviously if you can't find it then you know make it that's insane um so well done. Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, uh, and I think, yeah, that's probably a really good, like, thing to build off. Like, you know, if you can't find it, do it yourself, you know, like, and then, like, get that out there, you know? Mm, just create. <laughs> I think just keep creating. Yeah. And I think if you've got your... I, th I think the important thing is a lot of us, you know, creative people, we want to create work. We want the people to see our creative work, but we don't necessarily have any anchor out there that we're working towards. Mm -hmm. So it's just the sort of aimless land of nothingness. And it's like, how do you promote that if you don't know what your message is? Mm -hmm. Do you think you need to have a clear understanding of who you are and what your message is for your creative work to be successful? I think um, you definitely have to have like a drive, you have to have a reason to be doing it, like that isn't like, you know, about others, like you have to have a reason for yourself about why you are doing it, like for me it's probably like definitely about like, you know, proving other people wrong, I think that, I find that quite fun, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, it's nice because then you can like, you know, I don't know, and it makes, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's showing them the other side, yeah, I suppose. Like, oh, <laughs> I think it also comes down to um, just knowing who you are, knowing what you want, yeah. like what we were saying, um, making sure a lot of stuff, in acting we're trying to get stuff from other people, objectives, you know, I want you to feel this, but I think as a creative you need to want yourself to feel something, um, yes. it can't all be about everyone around you because if you want that person to be proud and that one to be proved wrong, etc etc you can never win that exactly game. Yeah. and then you'll start feeling drained when that's not working and you'll lose sight of where you actually go in the first place yeah so i think it's important to be like within me this is what i want for me i think yeah. it comes down to be selfish people yeah. are so ashamed of being selfish but you're not going to get anywhere unless you are yeah because you have your own longest term commitment so yeah 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 knowing what, how do you think then you know how how do we know what we want do we just know? Do you think? Because I feel like I feel like we we do. Like it's all it's in there. It's deep down. Yeah. But how do we access that? Like, is it removing the judgment? What is it? Like, how do we know what we want? I mean, I think you just know. Like, I don't know. There's no. I don't feel like. I maybe mean, there's like experiences for some people where they just know. But personally, one of the first experiences actually that I knew was when I saw Lion King at Crown. <laughs> We went to it's a Father's Day and I was like, wow. Like, I was like year five, I think. And I was like, this this was sick. Like, I was like <laughs> in awe of these people. And I was like, I want to do that, you know? So I think that's where my first, like, real drive came from. And then I just found it, you know, 
that I had it in me the whole time. Yeah. So, so do you think you know, um, you know your why or you know what drives you if it moves you then? Because that yeah. obviously moved yeah. you. Yeah. What do you think? I think it can also be about what affects you. Yeah. If you look through everything in your life, if this were to happen, how would I feel and why? Yeah. Ask yourself a lot of every situation and then say why. And if you can say why enough times, yeah. you'll narrow it down and you'll be like, see, when I started acting, I thought something that drove me was completely different. Mm. And it was only after really asking myself why, and I keep a dear diary, I'm yeah. like old-fashioned. No, I think that's I'm great. very passionate that. about, yeah, you yeah. preserve history, you can understand yourself, read back on it. Yeah. You start to have an idea of, ooh. And then you start you asking yourself, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. you say, why did I feel that way? Eventually, you'll come to realise you cut off all the edges and you go, that's a completely different vision than I thought. But mm. that is actually what drives me, and that is me. Yeah. So it's always evolving, but you'll have a core there. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, I'm looking at the clock and realizing, as usual, I've gone over time. It's oh. we're at the 32 minute mark. So thank <laughs> Sorry, you. If, if you're still listening, I love you. Um, we love you. Um, so I just wanted to give you guys a chance to um, talk about anything that you wanted to talk about. Is there, well, how can we check you out? How can we find you? Tell us your Instagram handles and um, such things. Now I so, sound really old. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. It's probably the best one at Luke Jai McIntosh. No spaces, no underscores, no whatever, no dots, which is really good actually. I love that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I post about like what I'm up to <laughs> and Excellent. creatively and yeah, any projects that I'm working on. So mm -hmm. that's fun. Great. And what about you? If we want to reach so, out to you, Belle. Yeah, you can find me on my Instagram. I don't do Facebook because Instagram's coming in and Facebook's going out, which is my well known for the motto. It's true. <laughs> Isabella Jacqueline official because I'm officially me. We're all officially ourselves. <laughs> it's mostly just me, to be honest, because I'm very much about we're a person outside of our creative endeavours. If you do want to look at my um, film work and stuff that I'm actually doing through my production company, yes. my production company is otherside.films, but that's in my Isabella Jacqueline official bio link thingy, so you can see that. <laughs> Excellent. And I will ensure that I post your lovely Instagram handles and things um, on, the, on our Instagram, um, which is, oh, that's really bad. I haven't got it. Um, yeah, give me my phone. Oh, that's oh. terrible. What? What a bad podcast person I am. Luke's, Luke's, oh, Luke's going to handle this for me. It is on the past podcast, but I believe it's, I think, I think it's just post-dramatic stress pod, but I could be wrong on Instagram. It is. But I do have Facebook, if you search for post-dramatic stress and you will it find it. It is post-dramatic stress pod, no dots and no underscores. Thank Shall you. There we go. I do have a brain sometimes. Um, and there's also stuff on my website, which is www.lettingcharlotteout.com. And you'll find all sorts of things on there, including this podcast. Guys, thank you so much. That was such an amazing conversation. Thank I really you. enjoyed thank it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And thank you for listening. If you're listening out there in podcast land, um, thank you for connecting. And oh, we love you. We do. And go out there and create and feel supported and get and in touch. say no, who cares? Exactly. exactly. Just don't say no to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I love that. We will end on that. Thank you so much. 
thank you for listening to Post Dramatic Stress. To connect with us or to register to come on the podcast, visit us at www.lettingcharlotteout.com or email us via postdramaticstresspod at gmail.com.